0: Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on your way to work. And now, your host, Ricardo Whitney.
1: The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is...
0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to On Your Way to Work. I'm the producer, Christian Whitted, and I'm here with our marketing and media director, Sharvan Whitted. Hello. And we are counting down the top 15 episodes of this past season of On Your Way to Work. And again, I want to thank you all for sticking with us for this first year. So rank 12 is actually my dad's interview with me, an impromptu interview. And it was on how work affects your kids.
2: What are some of the messages that As a kid, you may have got. And let's start with the negative. I I really want to hone in on how how we negatively affect our kids by our lack of awareness to the intrusion that work has on family.
0: I would describe it, at least for me, that it's as a kid, you pick up on things, you understand the importance of things. As you progressively get older, you begin to understand, oh, that has to be done not might or could be, it has to be done. It's something that has to be done. And I guess one negative message a kid could get is that, you know, well, work is more important than playing ball right now. And that could be work is more important than doing this or that with you at this time because it has to be done. Wow, And it can kind of, you know, in a roundabout way, send the message that we have to do this, but we don't have to necessarily Go out and play ball, or we don't have to go. You know, go out and ride a bicycle. We don't. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be done, and yeah. that's, it's not on the top level
2: of important things to do. Wow, wow. So hey, we have to work because that's the most important deal. Uh, we don't have to do family. Family's not the most important deal. And so the message that you're saying that a kid could get, I'm sure you've gotten this message before because I'm sitting here listening to you, man, and I, I'm just thinking I can remember, you know, looking at you, you're coming up to me, and, you know, you want to play Monopoly, and I'm like, son, I can't do it right now. I mean, I, I'm in my, like, batteries not included voice. Okay? <laughs> son, I can't do it right now. we got to run outside. we I got to go to work, right? Uh, you know, I can remember that. And um, so, wow, what a failure on my part in not handling that differently. I may have had to work, and that's cool, but how could I have handled that with you? I guess
0: it's just the way the message is conveyed as well. And that takes two forms, because the way the message is conveyed is through consistency, one, and, of course, secondly, how you say it.
2: Right. So what do you mean by consistency?
0: What I mean by consistency is if, let's say I say, um, you know, hey, I want to play ball, and you say you know, I'm working right now. Uh, we we'll, we have to do it a little bit later. Is that okay? And I say, okay. But if later on when I say, you know, you have some free time and dad, can we play ball now? And your answer is no, your consistency is not there. Your words not matching up Wow. to what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. You can, you can let everybody <laughs> know. Dad, he, he ha- when he has the work voice on, it's like, get out of the way. You know, it's interesting that you're saying that because I hear a couple things there and I didn't get it when you first said it, but I love the word consistency, right? If what you prioritize is inconsistent, then man, what a message that brings to the kids. So, hey, no, I can't do it right now. We'll do it later. Later comes and, and we you, can't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As you can hear in that interview with me, one of the big things that affects kids or that affects your children is definitely your consistency. You know, my dad's a great dad, but there were times when I would ask him, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" You know, small things, and he wasn't able to do it, but later on, he might have been able to, you know uh-huh. um, It's just that if you tell your kids you're going to do it later, do it with them later because even at a young age, I could kind of understand that work is something that you guys have to do. We interpret it as something that must be done, something that, oh, it's very important. There's just this unconscious respect for this work thing.
3: Yeah, and, and this was one of those uh, interviews that I can relate to in a, in a solidly different way. And I have a 14-month-old daughter now, and she's not asking these things or you know making these demands of me as of yet but there is a certain consistency that i still need to give her there's a certain balance that i need to make sure is there between my work life and you know my newly uh parenting you know responsibilities mm-hmm. as well as on top of you know nurturing a, a newly found marriage you know of 2 years so there's a lot of Uh, balancing and and scheduling that needs to happen there. But I think the key word that's been said here is consistency. You know, the kids will pick up on that, very quickly. I mean, she's very <laughs> schedule oriented, you know, when she gets home, it's time to eat. She walks to the high chair. So, I mean, subtly <laughs> she's saying, you know, hey, I need you all to be consistent and you yeah. know do these things. So, it's 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 ringing a little louder now that I have a child. But that uh that conversation with Christian and his father was definitely a an eye opener.
0: Thank you. And you know, you hit on two very important things there, balance and time that schedule mm-hmm. you know yeah like schedule. for us now we're all running i'm running my sisters are running my mom is running my dad is running we're always going 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 but like our friday nights that's our family night yeah nobody goes out nobody talks to anybody on the phone we all sit around and fall asleep on some movies and you know? and
3: that's an awesome thing because it, you know you might even there might be some fridays i don't know i'm just guessing for any of the three of you but you know there might mm-hmm. be some fridays where you you don't feel like doing it you might just want to kick back in the bed and lay and you know, watch some TV or something. But five years from now, ten years from now, when you're thinking about these, you know, moments with your family, when you're in college or, in, oh, yeah. you know, whatever it is you're gonna do, you, you'll have these stories, you'll have those moments, and, and those will kind of enrich you for life. So that's definitely a good thing.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, kind of fitting into this theme of how work affects your kids and how work affects your family... Our next show, Ranked 11, was actually an interview with my other uncle and aunt, Charvis Witted and Chantel Witted.
3: We're, we're twins, so those names Charvin and kind can obviously get a little confusing. But I remember okay. when
0: I was younger, I couldn't tell you guys apart. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little sad. It's all right.
3: It's all right. A lot but, of people do that.
0: <laughs> it's. I know the difference now. Good. I know the difference Good. now. I'm
3: happy about that. Um,
0: but um, that interview was basically just on how work affects the marriage relationship.
4: My mother did not work, okay, and so her career was raising the children. That's a lot of work, Shanti. And it is, absolutely, because (laughs) I do that now, but that wasn't my desire. Right, I wanted to be in the workforce with a career outside of the home. And so for me, that was initially the struggle. Is it wrong for me to desire to want to be outside of the house in the role of being a wife? That initially was the struggle, at least for me. I don't
5: know about my husband. Well, in our home, it was two working parents. But we didn't see that healthy balance between keeping the family first or giving it the time that it should have. So when you don't have a model, you don't see how to do it. Then the question is, what's my reference point? How do I do it? Right. So you find yourself trying to figure it out. And of course, when you're figuring out, you're going to do some things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So question, the first five years of your marriage, you were actually both working
2: professionals
4: right yes, yes. yes
2: so what were some of the bumps what were some of the things that you found that created a challenge in any aspect of our relationship communication time spent whatever what was the challenge when
5: shanti you going after that career because hey i ain't staying home. i would think that time spent was a bump and for me here's the difficulty and i'll go back to my model that i saw it was a good model in many ways I saw particularly a father who was very passionate about what he did, very passionate. So In terms of work? In terms of work, absolutely, in terms of work. So when I found the thing that made me very passionate, that drove me. So I found a sense of value and meaning and worth in that. That can become very consuming because it's giving you something that you need for yourself. There's almost an unintended conflict because I need what my job gives me, but also my marriage needs something else. And A lot of times you don't understand that. Sometimes when your wife may address that, now this is an attack. You're attacking my passion.
2: Ah, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. I love that statement. So work produces an unintended conflict. Absolutely. In a sense, it sounds like what you're saying is work gives you a sense of identity. Yes. And your conflict is that's also supposed to come from the marriage relationship.
4: And what that created for us initially was him desiring to spend time working and fulfilling his passion there, and me feeling. Left out and neglected and like I needed to demand more of his time because I wanted to be important and we were just newlyweds. And so for us, that was the greatest conflict with me feeling as though work was more important to him than our marriage.
3: So as you just heard from my twin brother and his wife, Chantiel, uh, the work life balance in a relationship is is a crucial thing to take note of and pay attention to as I was saying in the last episode with the interview with Christian, uh, you know, I'm newly married, you know, my wife, Angela, uh, you know, we're working out the kinks of our marriage on top of parenting, becoming, you know, parents to a, you know, 14 month old daughter. Oh yeah. Uh, so time is, it takes on a totally different role. Now it, there's so much time that you thought was there that is no longer there. You know, the times you kind of just sat around and, Laid around and wasted, wasted it pretty much. You yeah. know those that opportunities is 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 nil. So you definitely have to you know pay attention to time scheduling, and then also uh, as Charvis mentioned in the interview, uh, the unintended conflicts that might yes. come up. You know we. You know, every marriage is going to have its rough patches. And, you know, fortunately, you know, we don't argue as much as we used to. And a lot of that is because of our time. I mean, we we have things to do. We've got a child to take care of. So there's, there's, <laughs> there is argue. no time to argue. But then doing some of the things on being this kind of bullheaded, straightforward thinking of parenting and just, you know, balancing out yeah. time. We'll have a little random silly argument. It, we're arguing about something that it's like, well, why, why are we even are if you if you actually took the second to, to stop and think about it it's just it's 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 silly so you know there will be unintended things like that that will come up but uh as they as they both said, Chantiel and Sharvis, uh, just balancing time, you know, making sure you're aware and conscious of each other, each other's needs, each other's feelings. Oh yeah. And uh, everything will will work out just fine.
0: Oh yeah. And I can't really speak much from the marriage perspective. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kind of entering college now. But uh, one thing, two things that kind of stuck out to me. Sharvis said he was dealing with his own model of what he had seen, mm-hmm. and you know, as we go throughout life, we really it's like I've I've heard it said we are our experiences. And so what we see, what we have seen done is what we usually do. And that's not always the greatest thing. Like for him, he was saying that his work was his passion. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to that time conflict between him and his wife of his passion and the person he loved, it it was very strenuous you know oh, yeah and so you kind of have to take in account your own model and also realize that if work is your passion which it should be you should be passionate about what you what your work is you still have to remember the person you are passionate for it's just like you're saying that balance
3: right and, and you just brought up a good kind of kind of play on words there that i picked up on but it's it's a it's kind of this amazing yet beautiful dance between passion and priorities. You have to understand how the two gel together. And when they're both flowing together, it's just like a dance. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, But if one is off, the other is going to automatically be affected by that. Something's not going to be in tune. So it's definitely really balancing out and creating a flow between your passion and your priorities uh, in your work-life balance.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well breaking from the family thing here (laughs) we have ranked at number 10 an interview with christian sieg what hiring employees are looking for
1: and on that note as far as the internet i I just want to back up here two steps Uh the interview process begins before the interview even starts and before you do your resume before you send it out let's go back let's go back to social media briefly Uh oh okay Ladies and gentlemen, take down, clean up your internet presence. If you have Facebook, make it very private. If you have Twitter, whatever you have out there, clean up any questionable pictures. Clean up anything that is that a company can find. I have had offers rescinded because of blogs people had wow. where they where they aired all their dirty laundry of things that was found on Facebook. Companies will do this, and by the way, for your students, same thing applies. Colleges are now researching as part of the admission process very often. They will look at what's out there, and if there's anything questionable, it could affect admission to the college. It could affect you getting an offer. Absolutely. So I always tell everybody, as the interview process begins before you do anything with cleaning up the social media presence.
2: Chris, I, I mean, that's what I love about this show. Listeners, what you just heard was a major, major truth nugget yeah. there. And if there's any advice I could give you is heed the message to what he just said. And let, me, let me just help you understand. Let's bring that home personally, because what you may want to say, I, I think about some of our millennials out there. We got a lot of you and you guys are great workers. And here's what you want to say. That's my personal business. It is. It is until you put it out on the what's called the World Wide Web. Now it's public information. Here's why you've got to understand the position of the company, right, or the college in this case. When you're hired, you represent them. Absolutely. You know, by default, you you I am an employee of X Y Z, and so when you say hello to me, you're saying hello to XYZ. You're the face of the company. The customer that's in front of you, you are the face. You are the company. And so for that customer to potentially go back and find something floating out there thats the, the language is filthy, the visual is filthy or or inappropriate or whatever, its it, the company
1: won't hire you if, you know... It's a picture of you in a hookah bar and you don't know what's in
2: the pipe. And this is if I had my own business, yeah. but... You just you can't take the chance of of representing the company inappropriately.
3: So Christian Sieg brought up some very, very good points. And these are things that I notice every day in the world of advertising. You know, there's a lot of social media that comes into play. PR, public relations. Yes. Um, So when he says the interview process starts before the interview, he is right. I mean, there's. There's a lot of mess. There's a lot of clutter on Facebook pages and Twitter pages. And if you think that employers, your current employers and your you know, future employers are not looking at that, you are highly mistaken. Um, I mean, it's actually to the point now where Facebook is actually thinking of coming out or actually they're working on a Facebook for work application, which will be a total oh, wow. separate section from your personal Facebook page. I mean, it's. So it's not something to be ignored. I mean, Facebook is paying attention to it. But in the meantime, you should be paying attention to all of these things. The the comments you make, the photos you post. Oh, yeah. I mean, this stuff will affect your employment. It, it has that potential. I mean, in, instantly, in any case, anything you put up online becomes a firestorm in seconds if it's the oh. wrong thing. So, you know, be conscious of that. Just be conscious of that.
0: Like you said, when a company hires you, you are the face of that company, yeah, you know, you take walk, on that face. If Absolutely. I walk into a store or if I walk into a restaurant and the waiter just doesn't care about me at all, brings out my food late, it's cold. I'm not going back there again. And there mm-hmm. might be a bunch of great people back in the back, um, but that one waiter messed up my experience. You yeah. Know? And when you are the face of that company, it's it's kind of like if you're running your own business and you had someone in the front. I don't know, they insulted one of the customers or something like that. It's a bad experience. That's a bad experience. And so on their part, it's simply smart to look a person up, just like you would do a background check and see, all right, what does this person really like? Because I don't want to hire them and it's all smiles and then, the next day none of my work is getting done and I've lost half my customer base you know that's kind of yeah. extreme but it's what could potentially it happen it
3: definitely could happen and I, that actually makes me think of a point uh, Rick mentioned in one of these uh, podcasts But he actually said uh, we don't pay you as the employer we don't pay you to do you we yes. pay you to do us so this isn't about you right now customer service rules supreme yes. so however you think, talk, act speak carry yourself You need to leave that at the door, and when you come in here and put on this badge and tuck in this shirt and come in for work, that's who you are. You're a representative of the corporation, so that's what you represent, and that's what you need to be conscious of that you represent.
0: Exactly. To add on to that, you can use that to your advantage. Oh, yeah. Because if your presence online and your presence, you know, wherever it is, when they look up that information about you is good... They're going, all right, let me hire this person.
3: Yeah, it can, it can strengthen your potential for that position. They can, you know, see the attitude you may have, the way you, your demeanor, you know, all of that comes your character. They can get a sense of that, you know, before even shaking your hand for the first interview. So exactly. absolutely exactly. be conscious of that.
0: All righty. So that's about all the time we have today. Thank you for listening to this show. This has been episodes, well, not episodes 12 through 10, but the episodes ranked 12 through 10 in this mini series. Once again, thank you. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com RAWitted. Check us out on Twitter at raWitted, and email us if you have any questions whatsoever. And we we'll do our best to answer them for you. Thank you for your time and have a good one.